So you can't really learn, this is what I came to conclusion about 20 minutes ago, that you can't learn the Malacha of Tzeda, which is what we've been doing the last couple of days, without learning the Malacha of Shechita. It, it just goes together, it's just sort of like intertwined. So today we have to spend time on that. I do want to give Rabbi say last call, last call. Email share starting Sunday, Be'ezus Hashem. Um, actually quite a few came in today. So I guess a lot of people heard last night's share. But uh, just to remind you, I prefer an email, by the way. I just do prefer an email because then I can print it up and it's just easy to read out and then it's called an email share as opposed to, you know. So uh, please send an email if you have any questions. aw at etrog, E-T-R-O-G dot net, N-E-T dot I-L. Uh, we'll, don't worry, we won't, we won't mention your name. In fact, one email came in today that, um, I guess he heard the share, so he sent in an email. I, I do not plan on doing that in the email share because it's a little bit too sensitive. So if it's obviously too sensitive, I'll answer it on a personal level. But if you want to announce, then, you know, it's always good for people to hear other people's questions, halacha, hashkofa, whatever it is, please send in an email, aw at etrog.net.il. Okay, let's go. So the malacha of shkita, today's sugya, very interesting, very nagea, very exciting sugya. And it starts, obviously, with the mishkan, which the mishnah in Shabbosai and Gimel on the base, tells us that one of the Lamates Malachas is the Malacha of Shechita. Now, most people think, well, what's it got to do with me? It's not Negev. We don't Shecht. We don't kill. It's not really Negev, but we will see that is not true. And especially if we've been learning a lot of the animal-related Alachas of Tzedah and Sodom trapping that we've been learning the last couple of days, definitely could die to do a Dovah Sholem to discuss it now in the next level, which is Shechita Rashi. In the Mishnah over there tells us that in order for the animals, the alim, in order to get the skins, they had to shech the animal. So this was one of the very important processes in the Mishkan, that they actually had to kill the animal. Now, there are two aspects to the Malacha. One is the Av, one is the Tolda. Bearing in mind that a Tolda is just as awesome as the Av. Very important. People have this idea, Av is Daraisa, Tolda is Drabonon, Chas Shalom. Av Tolda, both Daraisa. One is just the Av, which is more doyma to the Mishkan. One is less doyma to the Mishkan, but they're both Daraisas. The Gemara tells us, Kama Pa'amim, in Mishak the Shabbos, you have to bring a Chatos for every single one. The Shail, if you do the Av and the Tolda at the same time, that's a different Shail. Ayin Shom in the Gemara. But there are two aspects to this Malacha, which we have to understand. Number one is Shoichet, that is actual killing, that's the Av Malacha, because that was done in the Mishkan, at the end of the day, that's what they did in the Mishkan, right? They killed the animals in order to take off the skin to use for the coverings of the Mishkan. If that's the case, that's the Av. Anything that's similar to that will be included in the Daraisa, but will be a Tolda. So that's what we call Choivel. Says the Rambam, Choivel is a Tolda, it's an Issa Daraisa, but it's a tolda because it's similar. What is choivel? Causing to bleed. When you cause something to bleed. Now we can already understand there's a lot of shilas that will come in. Whether it's brushing your teeth. Whether it's taking out a splinter. There's a lot of different shilas that could be nagaya with the tolda of shoichet. Now pretty much every animal we'll get to them, are included in this Issa, and every type of killing is included, whether you step on it, whether you suffocate it, whether you electrify it, doesn't make a difference, right, in the end the killing is killing, we also know there's no major difference between a big animal and a small animal, the Gemara tells us this, the Gemara says that when you kill an ant, you basically have killed a camel, there's no difference between a big animal and a small animal, 
even though I will mention there is a famous Kavachayim in Semeshim Chavches, where he talks about when you're killing an animal and you're shechting an animal for a choyla that you have to do, try to do a smaller one, which is interesting because, like, what's the difference? Natilas Neshama is taking out the Neshama. What's the difference if you took out the Neshama of a big animal or a small animal? But I'll go upon him. That's what it is. And the Mishnah tells us clearly in Simon Shinta Zayin, which is the same Simon that we've been learning the last two days, which is Tzedah, that the only way that you'll be over the Nisad of killing is if you need the animal. If you don't need the animal, that's what we call a Melacha She'ein Etzrich HaLagufa. Melacha She'ein Etzrich HaLagufa is basically a Durabonon. It's a very stark Durabonon. It's more than a regular Durabonon, because it comes from a Duraisa, which means that when you step on an animal, because it, I don't know, whatever, it's in your way, so that would be a Melacha She'ein Etzrich HaLagufa, because you're doing the Melacha, but I don't need the malacha for the malacha, right? In the Mishkan, when they killed the animal, it's because I needed the animal. That's a malacha shetzricha legufa. Whereas, if you have an animal that you don't need, but you kill it, that's a malacha shetzricha legufa. I hope I'm being clear. Rabbi said, Maskim, is it clear so far? Trying to make this very, very clear, trying to build up over here. We're trying, in one share, we're going to cover the entire malacha. But as is Hashem, it's Erev Shabbos, Rabbi Yisrael. We have to know what to do. They say a Maisef on the Chayzim Lublin, Heilige Chayzim Lublin, that right before Kiddush, right before Kiddush, on, on, on Shabbos, Friday night, he would do Chazara of all of Hilcha Shabbos, because Shabbos is coming in, right? So I need to know what to do. How can you go into Shabbos? You would be so salanta, right? You know, you're going to go into business. Peseda, no problem, go into business. But make sure you know, you know, all of Chayzim Mishpot first. How are you going to business otherwise? It's impossible. How are you, how are you not going to be over on Rivis? How are you not going to be over on, on Gneva? And all, all sorts of shyness of, 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 of paying workers on time and all sorts of incredible things. A person, before he does something, has to, before you get married, you don't know what to do? Of course you do. So before you keep Shabbos, you have to know what to do. So therefore, Rabbi says Shabbos is coming. We have to know. The summer is here. There's lots of bugs all over the place. We need to know what to do. So, um, okay, that, that's the basic idea of the halacha. That's the basic idea of the halacha. And uh, let's start with a couple of examples. Obviously, to remove a fish from the water is considered to be uh, the malacha of shaykhet, natiris neshama. And therefore, you're going to be chayv, even if it's actually not dead and it's still moving around. But if and the Gemara tells us it dries under the fin, a cellar amount, that is considered to be uh, killing it over there. And obviously, you've got to be careful. Obviously, bearing in mind that animals are muktzah anyway. So that's not so negea. That's going to be problematic. Now, you are allowed if you've got flies and mosquitoes. And yesterday we were discussing that. You know, better not to uh, better not to kill them. It's better to trap them. But you know, you're allowed to like wave like tissues or I don't know. You wave uh, your sweater around or whatever it is to shove it all over the place. That will not be a problem. Um, to with your hand, that might be more of a problem of muktzah, even if it's considered to be the back of your hand. But pashtas anyway, that won't be a problem of muktzah because it's a graph show. A using a fly spray generally to take a spray and kill the animal by spraying it is called shreita. You're killing the animal, so that's going to be problematic. But of course, if there's a child around and you're worried that the child's going to get stung by the bee and you cannot trap it for whatever reason that we discussed yesterday, if you cannot trap it then definitely the best way to do is take the spray and try to chase it out, right? Generally, it tries to run away from the spray. So if you spray it and try to run out of the window, and if it, by mistake, you know, gets it and inhales too much and dies, that's not really going to be my problem. But obviously, um, you've got to be careful not to have Kavana. Another example, right? Sometimes, and sometimes you don't even realize this, right? We discussed this yesterday, the Gabba the Bin. But you have bugs in the sink, right? They're what we call often, very much often, is like a fruit fly. Fruit flies are these tiny little flies that if you leave the dishes dirty in the sink for a day or two, especially with the heat, they're going to be there and they're going to they're be there for a while, right? We had them in yeshiva in the coffee room. We had to get that blue, 
you know, that blue light thing, and then all of a sudden, zaps them all. Before that stage, it was like all over the place, right? So the minute you have sugar or anything all over, you know, that, they, they just, they're attracted to these things. So if you've got insects in the sink, you've got to be careful, which means that you, before you open up the faucet, the tap of the sink, make sure there are no bugs there, because if there are bugs there, that's considered to be a psychmasia, which is also, even if it's any miscoven. We all know, the Gemara tells us, in Shabbos that both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon are maskim, when something is considered to be a psychmasia, that it's also. And therefore, it's a psych ratio. You're going to be killing the animal when you open up the faucet of the sink. Another example, if you've got a bug in the toilet, in the toilet bowl, right? So there already you have more of a shida, right? Because if it's empty and you don't need the bathroom, you go to another bathroom and it's stuck there, you can't take it out. Say this, so just move away, go to another bathroom. But if you've got no other bathroom to go to, or you've already been to the bathroom by Maven Yovin without going into too many details. So what am I meant to do? Just leave it? Ah, I've got to flush the toilet. But if I flush the toilet, toilet, I'm going to be killing the bug. So the post can speak about this. I say it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Poskim, who are holding in Kola every Rambam, every Ktsois, every Pnei Yeshua, were discussing Gishayla about flushing the toilet when there's a bug in there. There's a Mincha Sitzko, Cheli Gud, Simon Chovzain, Desha Shevet Alevi, Cheli Gov, Simon Tzali Dalet, Rapadvan, Cheshev Eivah, Cheli Gimel, Simon Nunvov, and others as well, that they want to say that number one, it's Kovid Abrius, and if a Kovid Abrius were often more makele than other times, and number two, also it's only a groma because when I press the, bu- I, I didn't put the water in. It's not like the olden days, right? None of us live in a place. I don't know. Maybe South Africa is a little bit more of a question mark, but none of us live in a place where we don't have a regular button you press and the toilet just flushes, right? You don't take like, a bucket of water and like, try to fill it up and get rid of everything. You don't do that. You press a button. What does that button do? You press the button. That brings the lever up. That allows the you know the drain at the bottom to lift up, and bang, the water goes through. So it's like a grommer. Grommer for covered up Prius by a drabonok. You can be makele. Everyone's with me. I think so. Let's move on, Vita. Um Cleaning. Lettuce for bugs. So we all know that we wouldn't dare to eat fruit or vegetables that are, you know, that have toloim inside them without checking them first. Because eating them, you could be over, as the Gemara Makas tells us, on between three and seven isurim per bug, depending on what it is. So obviously we're going to check it. And one of the ways of checking it is rinsing it and washing it. For example, strawberries, right? Strawberries, it's almost impossible. Uh, it's pretty much impossible to eat without checking, wherever you are in the world. Whether you're in America, whether you're in England, whether you're in Eretz Yisrael, it doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, in uh, Eretz Yisrael, it is, in, in anywhere in the world, you have to basically wash them, scrub them down with a sponge. It's a whole process, because the animals do, like, sort of hide in the grains, the little little green things within the strawberry. Right? If you saw a video of this, by the way, you'd actually believe it's incredible. They're, they're hidden within the crevices over there. You can't even see them. So people see this beautiful fresh strawberry and they think, oh, what's the big deal? I look at it, it looks fine to me. You don't know what's going on inside over there. And again, it's between three and seven isurim per bug. Shemirachim, just make the, make the math of a boy say. Make the math of how many isurim a person can be over by eating one strawberry. It's not even worth it. So in lettuce, very common. In lettuce, it's the same idea. And if you want to wash lettuce underwater, you've got the problem. Because if there's going to be a bug in there, in there so you're going to be rinsing the bug out and into the sink and obviously killing that. So you really have to know... And it may depend as well if, you know, what type of lettuce it is. If it's pretty much a good clean, you know, especially if it's pre-checked already and they just suggest giving it a rinse beforehand, then that will be fine because that's not a psych ratio. Whereas if it's something that, you know, this can often have bugs in there, so then I wouldn't do that on Shabbos. That's going to be problematic for a person to do that. Um, 
not negate to you guys, but just to know in the future. But when you have children, all at the right time, then one of the things that children often suffer from is worms, right? The worms that come out from where the place where they go to the bathroom, Piatabas, and it's very, very painful. It's very, very painful. It's very painful for the child. It could be in their stomach as well. And the way they do it is to open up and, you know, get them out over there. And it's very, very painful for a child. So the Pashtus is that that is absolutely mutter to take them out in Shabbos, uh, even though they're going to die. The minute you take them out, they're obviously going to die when they're exposed to the air. And the reason for that is, is because, number one, obviously, and also, because at the end of the day, it's not, uh, and for a child, for sure, and it's a shyler whether or not they actually, how they actually reproduce, which we'll get to in a moment, when we discuss lice. Now, walking on the street, I can imagine that when you walk on the street, you're killing a few bugs. That's just how it is. You're walking on the street, there's going to be an ant there, there's going to be a spider there, there's going to be a fly, there'll be something on the street, and then when you walk, you're going to be killing the animal. So what's the heta? So you could tell me, and this is a whole long decision which we can't go into, but you could tell me, but each step is not a psigratia. Meaning, you can't tell me that every step I take, it's vaday going to happen, that I'm going to kill a bug. It's not true. And therefore, if each step isn't a psigratia, so maybe it's okay. What's it doing to? People say the same thing when you have a comb and you comb your hair in Shabbos, which we know is also from the end of Simon Shin Gimel, and the Gemara knows it, that you're not allowed to comb your hair on Shabbos. Why? Because you're taking out hair. Horaya, look at the comb afterwards, it's full of hair. Or at least it's got a few hairs. So people say, yeah, but it's not a psigratia on every stroke. You know, every time I comb my hair, I haven't done a psigratia. So it's not a psigratia, so each mice is mutter. So over here we have to come to the rivosh. The rivosh is a gavaldi which applies to us over here. And the Rivosh says it's something called the Psikration Nimshechas. Psikration Nimshechas means a continuous Psikration. We look at the whole Misa, not in each individual piece. And therefore, it's true that each stroke of the comb, or each step you take on the street, perhaps isn't a Psikration that you're going to kill an animal. But at the end of the day, together, collectively, will be considered to be a Psikration. It's going to happen somewhere along the lines. That's why it's also. So therefore... That will generally be the Asa, but that's not really the case in most, in most cases. Why? Because in a regular situation, it's not even sure that's going to happen. Therefore, to walk normally is for sure mutter. Even if you kill, it's number one, a malacha she'en in a because I don't need the animal. And number two, it's ain't a meschaven. It's for sure not a psikresha. And it's also not the derech of killing. So therefore, that would, uh, we would safely say that's fine. However, Shulchan Aruch Arab discusses it. What if you know there's a swarm of ants? You know, sometimes you come to a place like, oh my gosh, wow, can I know? There's a whole festival going on over here of the ants over there on the floor. So in that case, absolutely. You could, there's no head of saying, well, what do you want for me? And off I go. No, no, no. And if you know that there's a swarm, then you see the swarm, you absolutely should walk around, try and find another way. If you've got no other option, maybe after there's a mockum to be makal. But otherwise, you should definitely not get involved in that. Okay, so that is, um, that is over there. Obviously, there's things that we haven't discussed. For example, killing animals that are dangerous. We discussed that a little bit yesterday. If you have a snake, for example, that's dangerous. Obviously, you're allowed to kill the snake. Now, let's move on. That was all the Av. Let's move on to the Tolda. The Tolda, as we mentioned, which Rashi brings in Shabbos Kuzayin Amalalaf, is that basically, Shechita means to remove life, right? When you Shechit, you are what we call doing Netilas Neshama. You're removing the Neshama from the animal. So, Lemaisa, the, the, the Pshat is like this. We know the Pasuk says, Kidam Hu Blood is the soul. 
Right? Blood is the soul. That's why you're not allowed to eat blood. If blood is the soul, when you remove blood on Shabbos, you're removing a part of the soul. Now, it's true the person is still alive, Baruch Hashem, but you have removed some of his blood. Therefore, anything that you do on Shabbos that removes blood from a human being, for sure an animal, but a human being, will be considered uh, Netidas Neshama and included in the Av Malacha of Shkita. It's a tolda of Choyvel, but included in the Lamatas Malachas, and therefore, you've got to be careful. Now, I'll give you one example. Giving someone a bruise. Now, let me give you a little bit of, um, a little bit of biology. For those of you that don't remember, we'll do a Chazar from high school. So, there's, how does it work with the blood, right? The blood is circulating around your body. The heart is pumping it out. There's tremendous amount of Nefloi Sabori going on in our own bodies. If only we would appreciate the Nefloi Sabori that the Rabban Shom does to us. The Moida'ani will be a different Moida'ani. The Asher Yatsa will be a different Asher Yatsa. Unbelievable. Just to appreciate this. Here from someone, by the way, who was a patient of COVID-19, and you'll appreciate your Zoykev Kafufim, and you'll appreciate your, you know, Asher Yatsa. It's incredible. Incredible. But I'll upon him, um, the blood circulates. Now, if you basically... Just imagine, let's take a very extreme example. You, uh, you know, you, you, cut, you, cut, you catch your finger in the door. Chas it shouldn't happen. But if we do, you get a serious bruise and it lasts for a long time. Now, that blood that rises to the top is dead blood. It's dead. What does that mean? That means when it eventually goes away, which it does, it never circulates back into the system. It's not the pshat that you just cause the blood to go higher up and almost hit the surface of the skin, but the mice didn't puncture the skin and come out yet. No, no, no. It's the pshat is that when the when you get a bruise, a real bruise that stays for a while, not just a little redness, then that is a bruise that basically means you cause blood to die. That's Natidas Nashoma, that's Achoival, and that's Osa. So you know whenever you went to shul when you were a little kid, and you know you go to get a candy, you go and get a sweet from the sweet man. And he gives you as that, oh, little yingala, I remember you as a little child of you, you're born, right? Shkai, guy says that, makes you feel much more better, right? That's not a problem. You come up with, can I know red cheeks? That's fine. It's not a bruise. That's not a bruise. In fact, by the way, there's a murder of Ben Ishkai. The Ben Ishkai in Pashus Vaira brings it down in the Kappa Chaim, also over here in Shinta Zayin, Sikotan Samachalov. He says, the Maisa, he says it's actually Osa till it gets red. Till it gets red? So the Svaradim are much more machma over here. That for according to them, to pinch the cheeks, ah, oh, you sweet kid, will be asa if it gets red. Revelation is that Salpaskin, that is, there's no key to that, because true, it might get red, but that redness, the blood, eventually goes back into the stream very quickly, and therefore it's okay. Without any problem. In fact, the Gemara tells us an interesting thing. The Gemara says, the Gemara Shabbos says that women, instead of using makeup on Shabbos, would sort of bash their cheeks. That's what they would do. Uh, make it red. And that was like a form of makeup. I guess it was much cheaper, quicker, and more to do on Shabbos. So they would do that because they would look red. When someone looked pale, they looked unhealthy. When someone looked red, they looked healthy. And therefore, that's what they would do. So that's not a problem whatsoever. Now, if you have a pimple, you have a pus pimple, and it's really bugging you, Right, it's annoying, it's right, bang, smack in the center of your forehead, and uh, you're scared to go to shul, because you're scared like the entire shul is talking about, you know, because it's amazing how we always think someone, people are talking about us, when they have no clue, they don't care about you, people don't care, but we have this idea, when we walk into shul with our past pimple, we're like, I bet they're talking about me, I knew it, nobody cares, 
honestly, people have lives. People have other things to talk about. But that's how we are. Whatever. So you have a passport, but it's giving you tremendous tsar. The halacha is, by the way, this is a halacha not over here in Shin Tezayin, it's in Shin Chav Ches, if Ches, that you are allowed to pop the pus pimple to take out the pus that's causing you tsar. Right? It's bothering you, sometimes it hurts you, it's really, it's really bad. So, it's quite uncomfortable. You're releasing the pus from the pimple, that's fine. There might be a little bit of blood that comes out together with it, but that's dead blood. But to continue squeezing after the pus is out, that's asa. Because that's fresh blood that's coming out, and that's obviously going to be awesome. Who had in if a person gets a splinter, right? Now, it depends where you get a splinter. I don't know how many people know this, right? Avi, you probably know this. But if a person gets a splinter between the skin and the nail on their fingers, that is Bikuach Nefesh. Call an ambulance immediately, right? That's Bikuach Nefesh. People didn't know this. Right, any Hatzalim member or doctor will probably know this, but it's got to be it's got to be mamish in between. The pain that a person can have is so excruciating that it is call an ambulance on Shabbos. Okay, we should never know. But if a person has a regular splinter, you come in, the kids come in. Oh man, I got the splinter. What do I do? Take it out. Now, often taking it out will cause blood. So if you can get it out without causing blood, that's for sure what you should do. But if it's very painful, especially for a child, you can't make the child keep it in there, and therefore you're absolutely allowed to take it out, even if you know that the blood is going to come out. What's the reason? The reason for this is, is because it's a I don't want the blood to come out. It's true, it's a psikresha, it's for sure going to happen. But I don't want the blood. <coughs> it's also b'mokem tsar, because the child, whatever, is having tsar from having the spin to him. And it's a malacha she'en in Surah because I don't need the blood. And therefore that would be generally going to be, uh, would be okay. Who had then, if a person has, um, suffers from eczema, or a person has a skin condition, that when you scratch the skin, you're scratching, you're peeling it off, and blood could, you know, it's very often, especially in the winter, by the way, right? If you're in the winter, Aaron's in the winter right now, right? So in the winter, you go out with people are busy washing their hands, right, because of Corona, and they go out and their hands get very, very rough. And it can get to the stage where it gets pretty bad and, you know, it can start to bleed unless you put cream on it, whatever. So you've got to look after these things, but you've got to be careful on Shabbos not to scratch it in a way that's going to cause blood because obviously that will be problematic. Another example Giving, giving injections. It's probably not Nagaya to most of you, Avi, probably maybe to you, but it's Nagaya. There are two types of injections I don't want to go into now. There's one injection where they want the blood to come out to make sure they're getting the right vein, one they don't want it to come out, that will be enough Gamina. But again, generally, if a person needs an injection, it's because he's at least a Chodesh by Sakona, which for sure a Goy could do it anyway. And even a Yid, maybe Bemokhu Sakona, if there's no other Goy there, whatever. I'm not going to go into different things like that. Um, uh, taking blood type now of taking a blood type of someone has to be a because there I need the blood I need the blood because I want the blood in order to test the blood and therefore that will be problematic so again only sucking blood from a wound for example if you've got your you know sometimes you've got a, a tooth that's bleeding not a tooth but the gums obviously or inside your cheek Right, sometimes people have this habit of biting the inside of their cheek or they're biting their lip, especially again in the winter where you get chap lips and you do that. So without getting into the sugya of, of um, 
the problem of geizes, of the skin, which is older than sugya, but now we're talking about the tiris neshama, to about of bleeding, so you have to be very careful. You're not allowed to do that whatsoever on Shabbos. It may not be a problem, by the way, of the is of maris ayin, because having blood, human blood, is only an is of maris ayin. There's no is of etzem of having drinking human blood for all you vampires out there. But for regular people, there's no problem. But there is a problem of maris ayin. However, maris ayin inside your mouth is not a problem, and therefore it's okay. Right, they asked once from Chaim Kenievsky, if you have a toothbrush and you brush your teeth, which we'll get to in a minute, you take out the toothbrush, right, because you want to refill the toothpaste or whatever. I'm talking about even during the week, this Shaila, right? Non Shabbos is not Nagaya, but during the week, um, are you allowed to put the toothbrush that has blood on it from my teeth back into my mouth? We said the only problem is Marasain. Now, in Marasain, within my mouth, there's not a problem because no one sees, but if the toothbrush is outside, or for example, eat an apple, crunch, oh my gosh, blood, big deal, it's only my blood. Mabaya, another bite. Are you allowed? So he said there's no problem with that because there it's muhach that it comes from you and therefore no one is going to be choshish that it's animal blood which is the reason for the Issa of Maris Iron or having human blood. Using a toothpick. Again, very interesting. Using a toothpick on Shabbos. You've got to be careful. Using a toothpick on Shabbos is only if you know that there's no bleeding going to happen. If you know that every time you use a toothpick or for example flossing. People floss, very, very healthy thing to do. Great, I'm a great fan of flossing, wonderful. However, if you know that every time during the week it causes blood, and there are people like that, right? Even if you get used to it, sometimes your gums are very, very weak. So if that's the case by you, then obviously you'll be also on Shabbos to do that. If you know it's not going to happen, then Pashas, there's no problem with doing that. Um, therefore, there's no problem with doing that on Shabbos. Moving on, Rabbi Sai. Moving on, Rabbi Sai. Um... Brushing your teeth. So, what are the issues of brushing teeth on Shabbos? Issue number one is obviously schita. Schita cyrus, because the uh, toothbrush material is not absorbent, but it gets trapped between the fibers of the toothbrush. So, that's going to be schita. Ramosha, by the way, look this up in Chelik Aleph and Arachim, some Kufiyat base. Ramosha goes through the whole sugya. Another other one is that we're worried about maybe um, the pieces of the toothbrush are going to be torn. Okay. Mamreach, obviously, the toothpaste is an issue of spreading, of smearing, and therefore that's also. And one of the Issa over here that Ramosha talks about, and the Shevet Alevi, and the Minchas Yitzhak, and Rabbi Oima, and everyone else, is Choyvel, which means bleeding. So if it's true that your, your teeth will not bleed when you brush your teeth, then I guess you knocked off that problem. But you still got the problem of Schita, you still got the Ovdin Dechol, you still got the problem of using toothpaste, and therefore that's going to be problematic over there. And let's finish off our boy's side with one last thing is about lice. Right, the Gemara in Shabbos Kuvzayin on the base talks a lot about lice. Whether lice is considered, according to one man, the Omar, at the end of the day, it's an animal. And just like in the Mishkan, they killed animals, so this is also an animal. So what's the difference? You're over, it's Asasa. According to the other man, the Omar, no. Where do you learn killing animals from the Mishkan? By the Elim. Elim, how did Elim come into, into being? By a mummy in a tati. By Puruvu, reproduction. A Kinim, lice, do not come into the world with a mummy in a tati. If that's the case, they come basically by sweat or whatever it is, and therefore it's not subject because it's not doime to the Mishkan. Now, this is a major nafkamina. Baruch Hashem, you guys, it's not a gay to you. But when you have children, can I know? You're going to be busy pulling out lice the whole time over there. What's the halacha? Every time you take the lice out of the child's hair, that's going to be a shiloh of killing because the lice is no longer going to live. But by the way, it's not Boira. I know people want to say maybe it's Boira, but it's not Boira. I'm not going to go into wine now. It's not, but it's not. So, Lemaisa, I will tell you that most get doile poiskim. 
most gedoyle points with Shlomo Zalman, Chacham ben Tzina b'Shaul, Rav Avadi the Tzitzeliezer, the Oznidbru, the Chazanish. Many poskim held Rafalg Marcelio held that there is no problem whatsoever for a person to kill lice on Shabbos. Although there are those who are machme, so maybe it's kedai to do it in a way like with Yashiv, for example, with Yashiv Tainet and the bells are dying and Shevet Akonsi Chedi Gimel Simukuf Chavov wants to say that it's Asa. So maybe it's kedai to take it out, put it on the tissue. It will memela die by itself. You don't have to worry about that. But pretty much that sums up all the halachas of Shechita uh, and Choyval on Shabbos. Baruch Hashem. It was a hemshak to what we did yesterday and the day before. Sunday Be'ezus Hashem. We're going to be doing the emails. If you have emails, please send them in. And after that, we're going to be doing a brand new topic.